This show's premise is being used with permission from the, the variety show in which it originated. Any reproduction or duplication of these ideas without the express written consent from the NFL is strictly prohibited. My Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Genesis chapter 13, our heroes are traveling through the Negib and returning to Bethel. Both Abe and Lot have gained sizable herds of livestock, respectively, and they needed somewhere to settle. Unfortunately, the land was not enough for both of them, so they divided it. Abram, being the wife-selling pushover he is, let Lot have the first choice, and Lot was a smart lad, and he chose the better-looking land for his creatures. God took notice of Abram's generosity and told Abram, your descendants will be as numerous as the dust on the earth, which is a lot considering they were in a desert. So Lot settled near Sodom, and Abe settled near West Canaan. Oh, Holy Father Doug and Rectory Anthony, what will be the consequences of Abram's and Lot's choices? Will we find out tonight in Genesis chapter 14? Thank you, Tom. So excited. <clears throat> so... You ready to get into it? Absolutely. Uh, first part of Genesis chapter 14, we encounter a war among several kings. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am- Amaraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch. <laughs> Amaraphel. <laughs> uh, the, the title king of Gollum? That sounds like fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's, does it sound any fake than any of the rest of it? That sounds fake. They battle against the Bera king of Sodom. Okay. I want to be the king of Sodom. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> I am the king of sodomy. <laughs> okay. Bersha, the king of Gomorrah. I thought Sodom and Gomorrah were people. I didn't realize they were two different places. I Like, I... I don't even understand this because they say Sodom and Gomorrah. They say it together so much. I knew they were places, but I thought it was like just two neighboring towns. Is it two neighboring towns? Or are they even close to each other? I I mean, it's just so confusing. No, I don't really care. It's just so confusing. (laughs) (laughs) They're towns, though, right? They are towns. There was a a battle of kings. Okay. Okay. So... Can I ask a quick question? Sure. When they say battle of kings, does that mean like this king sends all his black people and this king sends all his black people? Or are the kings actually battling? No, I I think it's the kings rounding up all their knights or whatever. But yeah, I don't think it's the kings actually fighting. Okay. You're thinking of the Latin kings. (laughs) Yes, yes, I am. Always. Uh, in this section, we would analyze, so this is still chapter 14. Okay. We would analyze the capture of Lot, Abraham's nephew. Okay. When the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled from battle, their cities were plundered, and Lot was taken captive. Okay. Well, taken captive, does it say by who? No. Okay. <laughs> 
The Sodomites. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're going with the Sodomites. Abraham, often known for his faith and covenant with God, now emerges as a warrior. This section would delve into Abraham's decision to engage in a war to rescue Lot, exploring his loyalty, leadership, and military strategy as he and 318 trained men pursue the kings to Dan. Who's Dan? <laughs> Who trained him? <laughs> I, I mean, do, does nobody ask those kind of questions? It says 318 trained men. <clears throat> what, what kind of training facilities did they have back then? I mean, like, you just all of a sudden just have 300 men and they're all trained, ready to go? They're all Navy SEALs? <laughs> no, I mean, okay. I could train 318 men. To, to do what? <laughs> like, all I have to do is say, okay, when, when you throw a punch, you've got to plant your foot, you turn your waist, you, like, I, you're now trained. Like, Training it doesn't say how over. good they're trained. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just, when, when somebody says trained, I just think, otherwise they wouldn't say it if they didn't mean they were, like, well-trained, you know? Like, they didn't say well-trained. They yeah, just I said know. trained. That, yeah, I know, I know. It's just, I, I think like maybe they were trained to forces. sit on command or something. You don't know what they were. <laughs> they, they put a treat on their nose and they just wait, <laughs> wait there until they tell you to take it. Stay, stay. <laughs> I'm jumping around here. I don't like the oh, formatting's a little off. Yeah. Ah, that sucks. You're picking up on that? Yeah. Kind of okay. seems that way. Abraham learns of Lot's misfortune and gathers 318 trained men born in his household to pursue the captors. Now that changes things. What, what born in his household? What is that like code for they're his kids or when Abraham heard that his relative had had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Is that that's the text from the Bible. Doesn't make any sense to me. So, is Dan a river? <laughs> it just sounds like the name of a river. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, traveled as far as Dan. Where is Dan? Can you do? <laughs> Where is Dan? Uh, oh no! He went as far as Dan, a city that already existed in the days of the patriarch. So it's a city. What the fuck does that even mean? Why can't they just speak English? <laughs> All right. So he went to Dan looking for his nephew or whatever. It was his nephew, right? Sure. Lot. Yeah. Him right. and his 318 trained men that were all in his fucking house. Well, that's a big ass house. I don't. I, <clears throat> so what, what does that mean from his household? Does that mean that they lived with him? Or I, I'm, I'm trying to understand like the. Like where they would get the in his household part, you know what I mean? Okay, hold on. God damn it! <laughs> you ask so many fucking questions. I'm just trying to understand. It's the key to understanding. Okay, BibleReference.com. <laughs> All right. <sighs> At least we're citing our sources. Oh, fuck. After learning that Lot had been taken captive by the forces of Cheddarlomer, <laughs> the king of cheeses, <laughs> Abraham immediately takes action. He gathers 318 of his most reliably trained men, servants born and raised in his household. That number provides a glimpse of how large Abraham's 
overall household must have been at this point, likely numbering well above a thousand people. So he picked up 318 of his slaves. Sounds like it. Yeah. Wow. Huh. And he's like, yeah, we're going to see Dan. Let's go. (laughs) Who the fuck is Dan? (laughs) Is that a river? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it sound like a river though? Come on. Abraham launches a night attack, defeats the forces, and recovers all the goods along with his nephew, Lot. Oh, good. How do you know he's the good guy? Abraham? Yeah. Well, they kidnapped his nephew. If if your nephew gets kidnapped, that automatically makes you the good guy. I wish somebody would kidnap my nephew and I'd be a good (laughs) guy. Bad guys kidnap nephews, good guys save nephews. It's like the law of the land or whatever. <clears throat> Milshanenek, king of Solomon, <laughs> brings out bread and wine, blessing Abram and God, which Abram reciprocates by giving him a tenth of everything. Well, hmm. well, d- never even heard of this guy before. Now he gets a tenth of everything? For what? For the Hello. bread and wine? I okay. rescued my nephew. You give me bread and wine. Now you get a tenth of everything? Fuck all that. Then... Okay, this is the text from the Bible. Then Mishnah, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God, most high, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God, most high, creator of heaven and earth, and praised be to God, most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. (laughs) Just a fucking side note. It's like they had to fill the fucking page. What the fuck? We're running a little light on people giving things to people. Let's, let's put something in there. The king, of, the king of Sodom offers Abram to keep the goods if he returns the people. But Abram, ensuring his wealth is not attributed to the king, refuses to take anything. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want your fucking pity pennies, pal. <laughs> okay, would you, would you do that if, if somebody offered you... Well, whatever, a tenth of everything they had. Yeah. Would you decline it because you didn't want people to think that you... Like, who, who gives a fuck? Wouldn't you just take it? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, what difference does it make to you? It's not like the internet exists. Nobody's ever going to remember this once you walk back through the desert to wherever you came. So the, the lesson in that... Oh, the lesson in that is ensuring the integrity of one's blessings avoids owing debts to potentially corrupt entities. Well, who cares if you owe debts to corrupt entities? Yeah, Why does back that then, they, it's not like they had internet. They, they weren't <laughs> going to do like findabram.com or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't... Isn't ever Okay. The whole premise is that everybody is corrupt, right? Everybody sins. So then this says that you don't No, 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 not yet. Oh, okay. This is still Old Testament. Oh, God, I'm so confused. So this, I don't think everybody becomes a sinner. No, everybody became a sinner when that bitch ate the, the, like, listened to the lizard and ate the apple. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I thought everybody was a sinner. That's why they got cast out of this nice garden that they were in. And now, (laughs) now it's like, we don't want you to owe money to anybody that's not not a good person or whatever. Like, I don't... There's so much inconsistency here. So he should have just taken the money. That should have been the lesson. You know, like, what was it? Fuck bitches get money or whatever? 
Always be hustling? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Always be selling? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> That's not a very good lesson. This lesson sucked. <laughs> we ought to just do like the the Bible according to Biggie Smalls. <laughs> So the the lesson here is more money, more problems. Right. <laughs> it all translates. Abraham specifies that he will accept nothing except what his men have eaten and the shares for the men who went with him. Oh, so they're not slaves. They're either slaves or they're not. <laughs> Maybe they're God. paid slaves. That's an oxymoron. You're a paid slave, right? No, wait, yes. <laughs> yeah, and so, you're a moron too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I might have even used Oxy when I was a kid. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Abraham's brave rescue showcases not only his love for his family, but also his tactical prowess in delivering them. <laughs> tactical prowess. <laughs> he went at night. Uh, yeah, he just... <laughs> Like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. We're going to go at night. <laughs> they'll, they'll never know. Because, you know, it's dark outside. <laughs> so, that was the extent of military prowess at the time. <laughs> uh, uh, sir, you know, if we go at night, we're not going to be able to see anything. <laughs> right, but they won't be able to see us either. Right. Good thinking, Sarge. <laughs> Abraham interacts with rulers both gracious and potentially malicious with consistency and virtue, maintaining virtuous conduct irrespective of others' moral compass, and he preserves his integrity. All right. So he treats everybody the same. Got it. Abraham ensures that Ener, Eshkol, and Mamer, <laughs> his allies, <laughs> receive their portion of the recovered goods. Ener and Mamer. <laughs> Okay, so from this, we can deduce that Abraham wasn't Jewish then, right? Right. (laughs) Right, he's giving out money. (laughs) Right, so we know Abraham wasn't Jewish. Got it. Ah, this next one's the big one. This is... Oh, boy. This right here is the premise of Catholicism. Oh, boy. Uh, Melshevik and Abram's interaction illustrates an early depiction of priestly blessings and the tithe offering. A tenth of everything. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Wow. Huh. So, th- it, what? It, these people were just like, hey, if we make up a story where this guy did something virtuous and gave 10% of everything, we can get all these dum-dums to give us 10% of everything, even if they don't have anything. 10% of their bread. <laughs> <laughs> How do we... God, we gotta figure out a way to do this. Instead, how do we set up a tier on our Patreon to do a percentage of their gross monthly income? <laughs> how badass would that be? <laughs> I, I like it. I, I'm in. Let's get these people to tithe, right? All right. Well, that is, is yeah. That was the end of the chapter. Wow. All right. The the lesson here is tithe and. Don't borrow money from corrupt people or something. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.